0: I need some more coffee here,
1: cause I am a uh, addicted. Dude, I'm gonna be
0: pooping if you give me more coffee. Stop the podcast for for some poop. Dude, coffee
1: drink. is the nectar of God, not the gods, cause there's only one God, y'all. <laughs> so we are here today with my brother Jake. Divin Yeah yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) What up Podcast World (laughs) (laughs) There you go Uh
1: yeah so welcome welcome to uh Calvert County, Maryland. Dude, it's an honor to be here in the Chew Creek Podcast. Yeah, so Jake is one of my closest friends, and of course we still got social distance going on here. We don't mess around with that. Six feet. Whole time. And yeah, we're praying for his, his cousin yeah, who just got diagnosed with it.
0: Literally like 10 minutes ago, right before we were starting the podcast, my dad called me. Cousin has tested positive. So yeah, just because that's happening all over the country today, all over the world today. Um, I mean, I don't know the amount of confirmed cases in the US, but it's up in the thousands. Hey, Google,
1: how many confirmed cases of coronavirus are in the US right now? Sorry, I don't have any information about that. <laughs> well, that backfired. Google is not hip to Google, what's going on in the world Google right does now. not, no. But there's a lot. We'll say that. We are good, y'all. We're, we're taking vitamin C. I'm pretty much overdosing on vitamin C. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm taking 1,000 milligrams a day, which I think is the normal. I don't think it's overdose. I think it's the normal amount. <laughs> plus, plus what you eat. But my point is, is that... What is your point? <laughs> <laughs> My point is is that vitamin C is incredible for you and it's good for your immune system.
0: So dig into that stuff. So y'all. get some. <laughs> if you can find some. Dude, that stuff's a hot commodity nowadays. Get it. You Just might not be it. able to find it. Jake, I want you kissing your mics on. Dude, I don't want to kiss it. You need to be close. <laughs> <laughs> so for the podcast world, there it is. Steven got some new mics and I'll apologize in advance for messing up this podcast.
1: I'm not going to lie. It took me about 20 minutes to navigate these microphones this morning. (laughs) Yeah.
0: We were spending a lot of test time.
1: (laughs) Which is okay. For a while, I was on, but Jake wasn't on, (laughs) and I realized I was on mono recording the entire time. (laughs) What are you doing? And so I'm sitting here talking. Nobody can hear Jake, and it's okay. (laughs) Yep.
0: Yep. They don't want to hear what I have to
1: say. And I'm over here stressing out because <laughs> I can't figure it out. It's all good, though, y'all. We're chilling now. Yeah. It's, it's a fancy setup in here
0: with it's the nice new mics. Set.
1: Yeah, it is. You know, we got the uh, the, the Chew Creek wood panel picture oh, frame over here. Yeah. That really
0: <laughs> sets the tone in the room.
1: And then what about this uh, candle we got going over here? I mean, oh, that's dude. pretty nice, right? It's pretty
0: much like we're sitting at a bonfire.
1: I feel like we're at a fire right now.
0: I mean, there's fire in the room. Do you know what I just
1: realized? Both times that I've been in here so far, it's been at the same exact time that we started recording. Really? (laughs) Yeah. It's wild. That's crazy.
0: Right on schedule.
1: Yeah, so let's kind of go into how we met. Let's share some stories. Yeah. Let's talk about the good old days. The good old days. Back when little Jake Divin (laughs) and Steven (laughs) Riley... Met at River Valley Ranch camp two years ago. <laughs> it was, dude, isn't that crazy? I know that's We've known wild. each other for two years. It feels like we've known each other forever.
0: He was like, I've known you for 20 because h- I'm so annoyed with you at this <laughs> point. <laughs> no, <just> no. <laughs> dude, that's what the ranch will do in a summer. Uh, so what it was 2019, summer 2019, yeah, no, no, no it was last summer, so it's yeah, 29. yeah, so it's summer 2018, yeah. We were
1: co-counselors together for Adventure Camp. Adventure Camp! A little shout-out to Adventure Camp, y'all. Yeah, (laughs) shout-out to the Bears. (laughs) And then Jake actually went back, and he was a counselor last year, right?
0: Back-to-back,
1: yeah. And so we had eight weeks of this camp, and so we got close pretty much right away. I mean, dude, we... We were doing high ropes courses together. So you get like this, uh, like two weeks of training, maybe a little yeah, less. Week and a half. Yeah, week and a half of training. And it was doing high ropes courses, climbing walls. Uh, what else? Dance parties. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> learn how, how to dance. But then also like we, you go into a little bit of how, how to teach these kids and yeah. walk them through ministry. But a lot of that's you kind of learn on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to dig into scripture. And yeah. so that is a big That was a big growth for both of us, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, Because going into, you didn't really know what to expect. I think week one, we were talking. We were like, dude, I'm nervous. What do we do? Yeah. Like, what do we say? Like, how do we navigate this stuff? And then it slowly, as the summer went on, we got better and better at it. Um, But I mean, even week one, man, God was
0: working because. Oh, dude. Week one was like one of the best weeks. Yeah, dude. It was like people were coming to Jesus. It was awesome. It was awesome. (laughs) And that just shows how the Lord just works through people, like. Does't matter what we say exactly, um yeah, yeah, <laughs> after that we we kind of got a groove and just went with it, yep. and yeah, people were coming to Jesus all summer. It was awesome,
1: that was just like literally one of my favorite summers because not only do you get to teach in like the outdoor area, but you also get to do like fun, crazy things with these with these high schoolers, and they love it, so
0: it's yeah, it's a blast, no doubt, so funny story like and I've told you this before mm-hmm. like after after our first summer together like so before we all met um our director Bear Claw sent us a put us in a group chat, and he like told everybody to give us like a little intro. And steven was like the most phony intro. Like he texted, he was like, "I'm steven I'm from Calvert County, Maryland. I love the outdoors, everything outdoors." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, this guy's gonna be my co-counselor." Awesome. I was expecting some nerd to come in there, but then we met and like Get yeah, right,
1: man. I. When when I saw your intro, I thought the same thing. He said, I play cello or what is it?
0: Yeah, cello. Yeah, cello. And I was like. I don't think I said that in there.
1: I think you did. Maybe we still have the group message somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you were like, I
0: play cello. My name is Jake. And I'm
1: going to be in Adventure Camp. And I was like, what? what's he doing in Adventure Camp? He should be in Music Camp. <laughs> Band Camp. <laughs> yeah, for real. But oh. no, nah, it's all good though. Yeah. I was like instantly run, when I walked in, because we were all staying in this little like cabin area. And so instantly when I walked in there, I was like, okay, this guy's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I think we'll, we'll get along. Dude, we hit it off like the first... Five minutes. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, the first night, we did, like, a workout, and then we did, like, a Devo. I'm pretty sure by the
1: second night, we both had matching Chacos, so. Literally. (laughs) It was, like, three days in,
0: and then I I didn't even know what a Chaco was.
1: Yeah, I started wearing my, my like, older Chacos that I had at the time, and he was like, what are those things, dude? These things are butt ugly. I was like, no, dude, these are incredible. They're waterproof. You can pretty much get through anything with these. You can go hiking with these sandals, and he was like. Those are ugly, man. I'll never wear those. And then I brought him to REI, and he saw this sweet pair that I was about to buy, first of all. And uh, so I said, man, I'm about to get these. I don't know. I think. And you said, yeah, those are pretty sick, honestly. Yeah. I think I might get some. And I said, dude, I wouldn't mind matching. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up getting matching
0: chagas. Yeah. My co-counselor this year bought the same pair. Did he? Yeah. So the tradition lives on. Dude, Adventure Camp with the black... Pattern mix. (laughs) yep. (laughs) That's an essential for the guy council. Dude, there's gotta be... I mean, there's thousands of stories that we got here, man. Frostburg. Dude, one of the best times, honestly, was like a break. We came for a weekend from camp. Mm -hmm. We just sat on your front porch like till like 2 a.m. Yeah, so you guys have to... For the listeners, real quick, you guys gotta
1: understand that at the ranch, when you're working there every summer, there's really no breaks. You get one day. You get a day which feels like 20 minutes (laughs) (laughs) and so we love our campus but it gets exhausting guys I mean it brings you down to your knees which is great because this is when you grow the most like God teaches you some lessons when you're down on your knees man when you're tired and exhausted that's when you learn no doubt so we got a few listener questions this week that I want to hit on because I think they're relevant to what's going on right now let me get my bible open here because God's about to speak. So the first one that I want to hit on is, is faith in God just a crutch to get through life with a false hope? And I think uh, the argument I hear a lot of times is, is like, oh, well, Christians just come to God because they can conquer death through that. Or they think they can conquer death. Fire you know? insurance. They're like, oh, dude, they're Christians just have some fake little thing that they want to believe in to make them happy in this life. It's like, nah, man. I know for a fact that I'm still scared of dying, but there's a, there's a big but here. It takes away most of the pain of it. Death is scary, right? Death wasn't something that we were meant to go through. And I actually saw this on a Charles Spurgeon quote the other day, who's solid, and I talk about him a lot on here. So we got Charles Spurgeon. He basically says, no, he says, this is in quotes, <laughs> it is a very natural thing that man should fear death. For man was not originally created to die. So that's an awesome quote from my man Charles here, because we weren't originally created to die. When Adam and Eve were created, we weren't meant to die. So that going back to this question, is, is faith in God just a crush to get through life with a false hope and you know, get through that fear of death, get through that fear of like getting a virus and dying? you know, COVID-19 going on right now? Um, and the answer is no. I simply accept this great, beautiful gift that God presents us in the Bible because we get to have scripture in front of us and we get to read about why. I mean, I can literally pick this book up in the morning and with all this craziness going on outside, everything freezes when I open up this
0: book. So one of the verses that came to mind that in there, which is in Philippians, which is one of the uh, verses I wrote down, and it's just such a joyful book. Um, Paul's in prison at the same time that he wrote this, though. So Sorry, it's like, dude, I wrote down Philippians 2. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's crazy to think that when you're in prison, you can write such a joyful book. But anyway, talking about death, he says, we'll start in 21. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. So to live is Christ, and to die is gain. So he's saying to die is actually gain because he will go with and live with christ uh for eternity like we have a great hope it's not like a false hope it's a great hope so for me to die is gain but
1: yeah it's like and actually heard that matt chandler described that in a really good way as well i think i saw this on the uh, youtube video or something that i watched but he was just saying like talking about him having brain cancer and he, he goes in the same verse i might have mentioned this actually earlier on the podcast but he goes in that same verse just saying like if if i die Man, like that's gain. Like, just like Paul says, he's like, but if I'm here, like I'm going to work. Yeah. Like I'm going to work. I'm going to work for God here. I'm going to take care of this
0: earth. I'm going to bring people to Jesus. Yeah. To live as Christ. So that's that, that that is our life if we are alive and we're in Christ. Amen, brother. Um, Amen. Another verse that comes to mind, just speaking on this false hope, is Psalm 62. It's one of my favorite psalms. But uh, I'll read you a couple verses. So we're starting in verse 5 of Psalm 62. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory. My mighty rock, my refuge is God. Trust in Him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. And that's just, oh man, whenever I'm in need, whenever I feel anxious, stressed, whatever, like that's one of my go-to passages right there. So trust in God at all times, pour out your heart before him. God is our rock. Like there is no false hope. He holds us so that we cannot be shaken. Um, he's a refuge. And for those of you like me who aren't good at words, <laughs> refuge is just like a uh A safe place from danger or trouble could be shelter from trouble from pursuit so like this is David crying out like in the midst of wars (laughs) like he's literally being pursued to death and he cries out that God is a refuge
1: and if you're not a Christian there ain't no atheist in a foxhole (laughs) I think I heard that from my grandpa or something (laughs) might cut that out. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. my head for a second.
0: Like, literally, I just got off the phone with my cousin a minute ago, and he said he's scared. The one who has coronavirus, he said he's scared um, because he doesn't have a hope. He's, he's not in, in Christ. Um, so, for those of you that ask this question, maybe you're not a Christian, um, and you don't have a hope. But, like, once you put your trust in the Lord, you have hope. You have a rock that holds you that you cannot be shaken. Not that everything's always going to be easy. Not that you might not get coronavirus. But if you do, you still have a mighty rock. If you die on this earth, you still have a mighty rock that will hold you.
1: That will be your refuge. Yeah, exactly. And that was kind of my place where I was saying is like, yeah, death is still a scary thing. Oh, yeah. But what do you have to look forward to? You know, what do you have to keep your eyes on? as you're going through this pain and suffering and you know if this virus all dies off there's gonna be another one y'all like it doesn't matter there's always because we're in a broken world so things like this are going to continue to grow and that's not to push anxiety in you guys that's not to lower what the circumstance that we're going through
0: now that's just to say it's like guys keep your eyes open to what matters yeah we're not at all saying that this virus doesn't matter like it is real and it is truly it is like a troubling time. Like, it's crazy. But, like, we have a greater hope. Like, yeah, it's, it's real things are still going to happen. And scary and hard things, like, they're going to happen. And the Bible says that they're going to happen. Um, But we just have to be content through those. That was a good word. Now I kind of want to go into,
1: on that note, does God ever give us more than we can handle? And in my answer to that, I think, actually, I remember when Jake and I were at camp, and a camper had asked us this. I actually remember answering this wrong. We did not give a good answer to this. And so he said, like, saying, like, oh, God, like, I think we were praying and stuff. And then I just remember him saying, like, oh, God, like, you'll never give us more than we can handle. And I was like, yeah, brother. Yeah, that's right. I was like, no. Now that I think about it, I was like, no, it's not right. And actually, Jason George hit on this a few days later after we had talked about this with him. And he he had said cuz Jason George was uh doing the camp sermon at that that week. He was our speaker. Yeah, he was a speaker at at River Valley Ranch so you get a new speaker every week. But anyway, so he was saying that if we didn't get more than we could handle, why would we need God? Yeah, that's totally true. If yeah, like if we weren't brought to our knees, why would we need him? It's like No, that's very true. There's many times where I think that I'm going through more than I can handle. And I'm just like, man, thank God that I've got.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, situations can definitely be overwhelming. And I think that there's a kind of yes and no answer to this. Um, and I'm in 1 Corinthians ten thirteen, So no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation... He will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure. So he's saying that we won't be able to be tempted beyond our ability, but with the temptation, he will provide a way of escape. So like Stephen said, like there's situations that bring us to our knees because we don't always have an answer. We don't always have a way out, but God provides the way of escape. So situations can be overwhelming to us. And if we try and find, an answer or a solution on our own like we're screwed <laughs> um, like we we can't do that on our own so that's why like you said like when we're on our knees like that's when we're finding the most results when we're growing closest because that's when the Lord really works
1: And just like going back to camp too yeah it's like when we were exhausted man that's when I remember feeling the most that's when I remember being like you know when we we're in those night worship sessions and then We have those party times when we go to like 1130. Man, I wake up next morning. I'm like, God, I'm exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are you doing here with me? Like, I'm tired. Mm. Like, I just want to go home and take a 12-hour nap. Pushing through those times and looking back on the summer, I'm like, man, those were the times like when I grew a crazy amount. (laughs) Like fast, too, because you're like, you're constantly relying on the energy of the Lord. You're not relying on yourself. Oh, yeah. Because you can't. Kind of going into the science side of things because everybody knows who follows me on Instagram that I love that stuff. Regardless if everybody reads those super long (laughs) posts, (laughs) I don't care. It doesn't matter to me if you read it or not. I know somebody's getting something out of it. So I just said, science and faith intertwined, question mark. I said, I'm not claiming to be an expert on the subject, but I am confident I learned a lot in my walk with doing my own research. I know that we need science. I want people to know that I can find faith in science and God. This, however, is two different types of faith. This is not idolatry in finding faith in science. God is above everything. But just like my hometown mechanic, I watch him fix my car and produce a better running vehicle after I drop it off at the shop. In the same way, I've seen science prove to fix many running parts on this earth and help us learn how they work. God uses science to fulfill his plan. They are intertwined. It allows us to know more about ourselves in a deeper way. Science did not create the universe. The Big Bang was pushed by something, which most most scientists nowadays like agree. Like, yes, Big Bang, like it happened. There's a lot of theories
0: going on right now, too. There's some mystery force behind it. It's like, yeah, I got your mystery. It's the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) There is. We have figured it out here in the uh,
1: (laughs) community of God believers. (laughs) (laughs) And, dude, that's one of the crazy things, too, actually. So my point in bringing that up is, like, guys, this isn't a blind faith. And going back to the question, like, is God just a crutch? It's like, no, we've done our research, Mm -hmm. man. Like, I'm not sitting here trying to tell you guys all this stuff with just some blind faith. I went through my doubts, but I came through the other side. Um, So if you're sitting here like wondering if it's still real or not, it's like, just ask guys, Mm -hmm. ask questions to everybody, not just me, but keep asking, talk about it. You know, it's just like I talked about with Robert last week is just like, it's so important that we are constantly asking hard questions. Yeah. Paul said, this is a good thing. This is what he meant by it. He's like, this is something that we need to constantly look back to and say, okay, where's my feet at right now? Like, am I fully believing in God right now or am I, like, a little on edge because of this one thing I heard last week? It's like, figure that out, man. Figure that out and keep going because
0: that's going to distract you from what God wants you to do here on this earth right now. Mm, no doubt. And I think wrestling, like wrestling with the Lord in doubt or even like we're talking about, because God give us more than we can handle. If we wrestle with the situation, it's almost a form of intimacy. Okay, because we're not running from the Lord. We're not running and seeking other things. But if we wrestle and struggle with a doubt or a situation, we're seeking the Lord in that still. We're still like saying like, why, God, do you do this? It's like, so there's a theme of Psalms that are called laments. And it's just like pouring your heart out before the Lord. Like Psalm 22, let's just go there for a minute and then we'll kind of get back on track. But Psalm 22, why have you forsaken me is the title of the psalm. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh, God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In our fathers, they trusted and you delivered them. So like, even in the midst of his crying out to the Lord, like he's literally, again, in this psalm, like he's being chased in war, like he's being chased to death. And he's crying out to God and he might not find an answer right away, but he still says, yet you are holy and on the praises of Israel. So it's like this this wrestling is an intimacy because we're approaching the Lord and God is the same in the light and the dark. Like it doesn't matter what we're going through. Dude, Jake is
1: up here preaching right now. He just stood up. I, I wish y'all Come saw on. this. I wish y'all saw this, man. It was crazy. It Dude, was. It was got awesome. a little drift
0: of the spirit there. The Took roof is
1: coming off this house today, y'all. <laughs> spirit is moving.
0: Let's go, buddy.
1: Yeah. So on that note too, is like, cause I love I love having like this mixture of people on here. Cause people always ground me and they're like, okay, enough research stuff. Like we don't care about it. It's like yeah but it's also awesome too. And so I love having <laughs> <laughs> I love having that side of things. It's like we have a really good balance always in this room. Mm. And so I love that. But yeah, on the note of like with this uh, COVID-19 stuff going on, I was reading in Leviticus and this is chapter 13, verse 45. And it was talking about um, a person with leprosy, right? So it says, the leprous person who has the disease Shall wear torn clothes and let their hair of his head hang loose, and he shall cover his lip and cry out unclean, unclean. And then the next uh, verse, forty-six, it says he shall remain unclean as long as he has the disease. He is unclean. He shall live alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. So this basically talks about. I I love this because, like, man, this was a warning years ago, like two thousand years ago, man. Like they knew. (laughs) That people needed to be isolated <laughs> before today. Yeah, that's <laughs> before crazy. this COVID nineteen stuff was going on. We already knew about this, and also before the Spanish flu and whatever diseases were coming. Yeah. you know, back in the day, like we already knew that people who were unclean needed to be isolated. I mean, this is written in scripture, yeah. guys. I mean, this is <laughs> this is in the Bible. We can learn in every way from scripture, mm. um, and this is this is literally a warning to the people then. Uh, they need, they need to be isolated with yeah. a disease, a virus, uh, whatever microbes are going on <laughs> another person. like, they need to be isolated. In 1419 BC, before the laws of quarantine <laughs> by modern man were set in place in the 1700s, dude. Like, guys, so scripture is constantly throughout history relevant, relevant, and so it's funny because like we're, we're late to the game kind of because people aren't digging into scripture enough Yeah. so like oh 1700s coming around they're like oh man we we gotta start isolating people here mm-hmm. people are getting this stuff rapidly so that at the time this was also when people didn't wash their hands <laughs> so then, then we realized like read more scripture they didn't, didn't have TP to hoard
0: what's that? I said they didn't have TP to hoard yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they weren't worried about toilet paper y'all they were just worried about why their hands are still dirty mm. <laughs> No, nah, i don't that's probably not true i just made that up but <laughs> yes they they definitely did did not have quality um charmaine mm. is that what the toilet paper company Charmin. Char- <laughs> charmaine <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's funny
1: you guys know what i mean it's all good we're no, but pass just, that one <laughs> just a
0: comment on that like that just shows the Lord's loving kindness right there, like his care for people. Most people see Levitical laws and they're like, what do I even do with that? But it just shows his care for the human race, for his people. Yeah. Like he's, he put these precautions in there for their good, for their safety. And obviously laws were broken because we're a sinful people. Um, we're, we're in a fallen world. But like we can still see the Lord's kindness, the Lord's intent to, to keep us safe in that. Yeah. A lot of people will take those verses and just be like, what do I do with that?
1: Yeah, on that note, too, is I have some more research here. This is my last bit of research, and I'm
0: done. (laughs) Dude, you better get off the research, all right? (laughs) I'm
1: done after this, guys. So, the Black Death took an estimated 17 million lives because they failed to separate the sick from the healthy. So... On that note, wake up, people, read the Bible, and we'll understand how we work because our designer created the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So since we're on the topic of COVID-19, if God does exist, then why is he letting COVID-19 do what it's doing? So I'm going to turn to a few places here, but listen to this part. So I'm the Lord and there is no other. I form light and create darkness. I make well-being and create comedy. I am the Lord who does all these things. So the Lord does everything like he is sovereign over coronavirus like he is. There's it's not a surprise to him. Um, And we don't even have to like it. Yeah, he's not sitting
1: on his throne like,
0: oh, man, I was not ready for this one. Yeah, no, he is the Lord who does all these things like he creates light and he creates darkness. We might not know exactly why, um, hopefully to bring people to him this should hopefully draw people to him, like people see that they're in need
1: yeah and i think one point to hit on that is it's not necessarily that god created this virus but he let this virus happen yeah he knows yeah. it was already in the plan yeah um so it's there he knows it's there he knows it was gonna happen and guys god's all knowing so i can't sit here and say oh yeah god could easily shut this down for sure but does he no there's a there's a reason for this right now guys so think about that
0: just the fact that he is over everything whether we like it or not death life he's over it and it's crazy to think about like we don't we don't know a lot of that i still have this question all
1: the time especially as a youth group leader kids are asking me like well why did you know my sister die it's like guys i don't have all the answers man like i wish i wish i could tell you the exact reason why god allowed it why it happened but we don't know Death is an awful thing. Like I said, like we weren't meant to die. And it sucks for us down here, but we have hope knowing that that person who just passed away is not actually gone. They're living it up with the one who created all of us. If those people that are passing away on earth here... No god man, we got nothing to worry about down here. Yeah. For we got sure. nothing to worry about. For sure.
0: And it just calls for more of a need to share the gospel. I think that's one of the reasons why this is running its course is for believers to be a light in the midst of it. We're still we still need to share the gospel. Obviously there's social distancing and wisdom in that, but that doesn't stop our call to spread the news of Jesus.
1: For sure. That's a good word. Yeah, I mean, we are constantly being challenged like we were talking about but this is a time where god's like okay i'm gonna test some people y'all mm-hmm. and i 100 percent think this is getting people thinking oh, no doubt. like huh is there more to life or are we just putting all of our faith in finding a vaccine that we don't have yet yeah. by the way and even if we do get a vaccine like yeah if your
0: hope's in that vaccine it's like okay, just wait till the next virus. Yeah, got,
1: death is gonna happen to all of us on this earth.
0: Yeah, physical and death.
1: The the thing is, is, like, do you want everything to die? I mean, it talks about in scripture, gnashing of teeth is what's gonna happen to you. Which is, I don't, I don't know about you guys. But it doesn't sound good to me. No, <laughs> I'd like to. Uh, it's gonna be hot, and your teeth are gonna be grinding. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to stay out of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so we didn't really, uh, we didn't really share what you're doing right now that would have been nice to put in there you're going to Boise or is it Boise, Boise. how
0: do you pronounce it Boise Boise is not there Boise Bo- too no well there is a Boise, Boise State yeah that's what I thought yeah <laughs> okay so yeah so the Lord called me to youth ministry um kind of right after high school so I started working with the youth group at my church um and just loved it and then the Lord was like man you need to do this full-time and that's what just like uh what I felt called to do, so I started checking out schools. And my pastor graduated from Southern Seminary. Shout out to the greatest school ever. <laughs> um, so he we went out and checked it out. And uh, the undergrad there is called Boyce College, not boys, because every time I say it, people are like, "Oh, is it girls that go there?" I'm like, "Of course." No, it's Boyce. B-O-Y-C-E. Yeah, and I just fell in love with it. The community there is awesome. Um, I'm studying biblical and theological studies, kind of general overall degree. Yeah, and I would love to go into camp ministry full time with that, maybe a youth pastor. I'm not really sure exactly, but I have a few years to figure that out. So first of all, I just want to say that, Stephen, I wish this was on video so people could see your outfit right now.
1: Dude, I'm styling y'all. Dude, those I got pants some aero are... pattern pants going <laughs> on.
0: They're straight out of TJ Maxx up in here. They are interesting to say the least. It's just a
1: good thing I have a girlfriend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no doubt. It would... Carissa, shout out to you for dealing with Steven's craziness. <laughs> <laughs> Especially his style. <laughs> I'm sure yep. that's the least of her worries right See, now. See,
1: now we're like almost two years into our relationship, so now I can kind of just dress however I want, and she'll still yeah. love me. <laughs> no, there's no more <laughs> think, dressing unless, to impress. Unless she's listening to this and you're just like, nah, I don't love him anymore. Yeah. We're done. You should
0: just call him out and tell him not to wear goofy pants guess, <laughs> ever again. <laughs> hey, this
1: is, uh, this is comfortable clothes for tell me. Tell him
0: to throw some things away.
1: Yeah, you got to realize we are at my house right now, so I can dress. I'm wearing moccasins i'm comfortable i'm drinking coffee you know Dude. we're chilling up in here it i don't is, care it
0: is comfortable
1: nobody's seeing what i'm wearing except for jake <laughs> <laughs> y'all are just hearing now what i'm wearing <laughs> yep. if god does exist then why is he letting covid19 do what it's doing and um like i said i mean we we did kind of answer this a little bit but god has a big plan that we can't see we don't know it and only god knows But we can also find peace in that because it's like, oh, man, I don't have to be in control of everything. And me wanting control of most things in my life, that's hard for me.
0: Amen to that, brother.
1: (laughs) But it's like, dude, it's, I mean, it's a real thing. A lot of people want control. I mean, I saw on Instagram today, this morning, I was looking at it. And there was an ad that popped up, like some guy talking about a workout routine. He was like, this is the only thing we can control right now is your workout routine. I was like, that's sad, man. (laughs) (laughs) Like, That's very true. That's the only thing you control right now, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, yeah, guys, like that's all you can control is your workout routine. Mm -hmm. Like you guys have no control. No, none of us have control. Yeah. Like I, I pray that we get this vaccine. No doubt. I, I'm praying for, um, all the tests that are going on right now, but guys, that's not where I find my
0: hope. Yeah. I love that. You can't talk about sovereignty, like questions like these, if God does exist, then why is he let it? doing what it's doing and you could really put anything in the spot of COVID-19 any bad circumstance any good circumstance you could put any of that under this category of sovereignty without going to Romans 8 so Romans 8 is man probably one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible and I can't read it all because there's just so much but I'll give you a couple verses so in verse 18 we'll start there For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And we already kind of hit on this, but like, man, how comforting is that verse right now? The sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed. Like, heaven is our glory. Heaven is where our hope should be. Like, we're talking about hope. That's where our hope needs to be. That's where our hope should be because it's not even worth comparing. Like, even the good times aren't worth comparing. Romans 828, one of the most famous verses in the Bible, probably. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to His purpose. So God is working things for our good. Yeah, we need that hope. But all things work for our good. And it's like James 1, those who go through trials produce steadfastness. It's like, whether or not we see it, it's for our good. It might be something hard that's shaping us for something in the future that might be even harder. But ultimately it is shaping us it is for our good whether we know it or not And then to keep going in verse 31 this is like one of the most comforting things i think in this time so what then shall we say to these things if god is for us who can be against us he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all there's the gospel right there that's this hope we're talking about so he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also with him graciously give us all things so we can look at it with a negative attitude and be like stressed and fear, um, but ultimately, like that's not going to help us. And either way, like we're conquerors through Him, so we don't have to be fear. Um, not saying that there that fear isn't real in this time. Not saying that you can't be scared. Like there's wisdom to that, but we can't let that lord over us. We can't let that fear rule us. We can't let that fear drive us. We need to be driven by Christ, who will not be separated from us. The love of God cannot be separated from us no matter what
1: i love that you brought some gospel into this man because i feel like this podcast needs that yeah so we got we got psalm 66 um verses 8 through 12 so this is bless our god o peoples let the sound of his praise be heard Who has kept our soul among the living, and has not let our feet slip? For you, O God, have tested us, you have tried us as silver is tried. you brought us into the net, you laid a crushing burden on our backs, you let men over our heads, we went through the fire and through water, yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. And guys, I mean, that's just such a beautiful verse. There's so much in there. And it just, it gives us such a good imagery of how God is pulling us through trials. And I love this part. It's like, has not let our feet slip. Like, just think about that. Like, think about you being on a glass wall, slipping down. Yeah, God's right there holding you on that glass wall. Life with God, man, is the best joy I've ever been able to experience. Mm. Regardless of having everything I ever wanted that's worldly, nothing can give you the happiness that I get
0: through God. And just to like kind of give an example, like just 10 minutes well, not 10 minutes ago now, but 10 minutes before the podcast started, my dad called me, told me my cousin is tested positive for the coronavirus. And immediately, like I just panicked. I was like, what? Like, that's crazy. What am I going to do? Like, what about my grandparents? Because he lives with my grandparents who are older, um... So like immediately I just start thinking negatively and like fear and anxiety pops up like it does happen like it's real. But I, I caught that luckily like early and was just like, Lord, like I know that you work everything for good. So let let me see that. Not saying that I'm still not scared for them, that I'm not worried about them, but that's not going to like drive me. Give it to the Lord, like let him work how he's going to work um, and trust him through all things. So I'm still kind of wrestling with that. But yeah, I mean, it just shows that things are hard and things can be real. You don't have to sit here and say like, no, you can never struggle. Like, And we kind of talked about that already. But yeah, just an example there, literally today. <laughs> so being content in the midst of COVID-19 is through Christ's strength. It's not through our own strength.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then going back to his point, he talked about praying. If you guys have never done it before, if maybe you're... You're not even sure about this God thing right now. It starts with just talking. Yeah. It starts with literally saying, Hey God, I don't I mean, it can it doesn't God's not like, Oh, that wasn't a very good prayer. Like <laughs> he, he he's not worried about that. He wants to hear you talk to him. And so I think a point that I always like to hit that actually RC Sproul always hits or hit in his in his life was just that we're not praying for God. We're praying for us. Yeah. God already knows everything, guys. So we're praying to show God that we are here and we need him. That's why we pray. We don't pray because God's like, oh, I don't know what you want. I don't I I don't know. <laughs> I'm sitting on my throne up here and I created everything, but I don't know. You gotta talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, this is prayers for us. I like to hit Matthew six nineteen through thirteen or sorry, Matthew six nine through thirteen because this is it kind of goes into the Lord's prayer. So this is not something that you need to recite, you need to memorize. This is something this is an example that we actually get, um, just so we can kinda understand how prayer works.
0: Like we talked about, like realize that there are things to come through that prayer like when you ask god like he doesn't just put it in a filing cabinet and set it set it in the back like no if you if you pray for his will if you pray for his will to come on earth as it is in heaven there's going to be change
1: yeah that's one of the things that nobody will ever take away from us it's crazy man that i was before fully coming to god Mm. to now no doubt like literally i'm a completely different person guys i don't know how to explain i would be an awful person without god
0: no doubt i would be i don't even want to know (laughs) i would be in the dirt right now let me just put that yeah i would be i was heading down a bad road but the lord luckily saved me out of that so everything is not always fine but it is (laughs) life-changing amen amen this is awesome (laughs) hey
1: jake thanks for coming today it is a wonderful start to my morning i know that i'm gonna be going to work today automatically happy because i'm still going to work i work in a park and that park's still open.
0: This was definitely helpful for me. Like I said, like just wrestling through my cousin getting it. And like automatically the fears come up with that. So even just having this as an encouragement has been great. Peace out.
1: Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.